Hey, good morning, everybody. It is day five of the uh, 30 day Bible reading challenge. I want to say just congratulations for making it this far. I'm proud of you. And uh, so, hey, if you've skipped the day or you've struggled, whatever, look, just pick it back up. Keep on going. I'm praying for you, seriously, as you engage on this journey that, that, that you would see God's word in a fresh and new way and the and that ultimately it would transform you. But today we're in James chapter three, so make sure you go and read James chapter three. And let me just be candid with you. This is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible. One of the things I love about the book of James, and hopefully you're seeing how, is just how practical James is, right? Of just how James is called the Proverbs of the New Testament, because it's just so practical. Like it just says, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And you can immediately apply it to your life. And James 3, I think, is something that you and I can apply right now to our lives, especially with this current cultural climate that we are currently in. James chapter 3 speaks specifically about the power of our tongue, about the power of our words. And that's what what we're going to dive into. But first off, James chapter 3 says one thing right at the beginning in verse number 1. It says this here. It says that... Uh, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. I'll just be candid with you. That verse scares the heck out of me. Why? Because what it tells me is, is that I am someone that teaches God's word. And ultimately, when I stand before God one day, I'm going to be judged. It says harshly, but I'm going to be judged harder, more because I am a teacher of God's word, right? And it says, not many of you should want to be teachers because you're going to be judged more strictly. And really that puts a holy fear in me of knowing that each week I get the opportunity to preach and teach God's word. And let me tell you, I do not take that lightly. I tread every single week of saying, I have the opportunity to speak and proclaim the words of God and to proclaim to people that are giving of their time and their and their energy and their like to to actually say hey I want to learn about God's word so just know this I don't take the opportunity to preach and teach God's word lightly I I I, uh, I, I have a holy fear and reverence each week as I preach and proclaim God's word because I know one day I'm going to stand before God and give an account and so I just think that that really is important for you to know but also to here right After that, it dives into a whole portion on the power of our words. And man, we need this right now. Why? Because we are in a time where words abound. And scripture says in Proverbs, where words abound, sin abounds. I mean, just on so many platforms, social media, the news. And I mean, this just seems like people have lost total grip on what they are saying and it is hurting people and that's what this says says here let me actually read it to you verse number three and we're going to read through verse number uh 10 it says this here it says when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example although they are so large and are driven by strong winds they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. 
All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, my brothers and sisters. This should not be. Do you see the 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 imagery that that the James uses here to get across the point? It talks about what a small spark sets a huge forest fire, and basically says your tongue has that potential to spark a forest fire in people's lives by the very words you say. You know, the book of Proverbs says that the power of life and death is in the power of what you say. And I just believe right now in our current climate culture, man, we have got to ensure we're examining and listening to and thinking about the words we say. Because honestly, the words we say have the power of life and death. You know, God didn't create anything until he spoke. Think about that. Our words have creative power. Even God himself, his words have said, and God said, let there be light. And God said, God didn't create anything until until he spoke. So this is what I want to challenge you with is when you look at your life and what is surrounding you, the people, the opportunities, is what you are seeing and experiencing simply the fruit of what you've been saying and proclaiming. Right? And here's the thing, right? I'm not into this name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, uh, you know, <laughs> spoke it. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to make them up now. But, you know, we're not into that. But at the same time, we realize and understand that our words create an atmosphere and they have creative power. And so maybe in your life right now, there is chaos and craziness because that's what you speak. You have got anxiety and worry and doubt because that is what comes out of your mouth. Right, and here's the thing, right? We've got to examine and see, and truly take a, a uh, truly take uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, inventory, and say, what's coming out of my mouth? And really ask God, am am I doing what this says? In one breath, I'm praising God, Lord, you're good, and your mercy endures forever, oh God. I love you, Lord. You are good, good, right? I mean, you're you're praising God. And then with that same next breath, you're cursing people. And then James points this out, who have been made in God's likeness. And he says, brothers brothers and sisters, this should not be. And what he's saying is whenever you put down people, you're not just putting down people. You're putting down people who've been made in God's image. So when you put people down, you're actually putting down God because they've been made in God's image. And y'all, that's what I think in this time period, that we need to ensure that we are watching our words and ensuring, are they bringing life? Are they bringing hope? Are they bringing what Jesus brings, right? Um, But also too, closing out this chapter here, talks about wisdom, right? It talks about, I pray, that's one thing I pray for, for my kids all the time. I pray for supernatural wisdom that God would fill them. I pray that for myself daily, and I pray that for you, church, daily, that God would give you a spirit of wisdom to know what is right, what is wrong. And let me actually read this to you. James actually closes this chapter out by saying what wisdom from heaven, so godly wisdom is. It says this, but the wisdom, and and this is verse number 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. 
And that's what you say. How do you know you're making a wise decision? You say, is it pure? Is it, does it provide peace? Is it considerate? Is it submissive? Is it full of mercy? Is it going to bear good fruit? Is it impartial? And is it sincere? If you're saying, what is the rubric for saying a decision is wise or not? You've got one here. James provides one for us. So y'all look, I want you to engage with James chapter three. It's an incredible chapter. Uh, and, and look, soap it up. Scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And what I'm going to do right now is pray. And I'm just going to pray that God would fill you with all of the good things that James 3, the James 3 has for us. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we pause right now. Thank you for each person watching this. Thank you for them having the heart to engage with God's word. We pray that we would, we would be people, God, that watch our words that realize life and death is in the power of what we say. And I pray for each person watching that their words would be filled with life and hope. God, that, that, that what is in their heart, the hope and joy and peace and love and forgiveness that you put inside of them would overflow with generous, life-giving, hope-filled words in whatever environment and context that they are in. And Father God, we also pray that we be people of wisdom. God, people that, God, that, that are wise, people that, think through things that don't that, that aren't just reactionary but actually respond and think and think through what is wise is it pure is it peace loving is it considerate is it submissive is it full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere and i pray every person watching this i pray you would in god you would impart to them a supernatural spirit of wisdom god that through their lives they would see the goodness of god but we thank you i pray blessing on each person watching this and i pray a blessing on their day today Holy Spirit, fill them afresh and new today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lifehouse fam, I love you. Keep on keeping on, and we'll see you soon.